Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com That's us, it's Wes, and it's Sid. It's Drake Digital. Drake is still out, but we got Lawyer Bill today because it's Thursday, and that's what Thursdays mean around here. Exactly. So if you have a question for him, text 878-9420 anytime now until, well... About eight, really. <laughs> yeah, because we'll he starts in... at seven thirty. Right. So even if you're making one up, just something you've always been curious about, go ahead with that. <laughs> Otherwise, we have to make these things up, and that's not nearly as interesting. So... Sometimes I have a question for him, but you know, some you know people could make a question up it, just in case they're in a situation, and they and they've always thought what what would happen if X Y Z. Let me ask Lawyer Bill. Sure. <laughs> so. And let's see, what else? The big news. I, I almost forgot about this, but you reminded me earlier. The Grizz, they, they, they are still in this. They're still in this, Wesley. 116-99 to 99 last night at the Forum. It was beautiful. They, Oh, I hope they can play like that Friday in California. Oh, my goodness, because they've got to go back there for a Friday night game. But it was great. Morant dominated. Um, Dylan Brooks dominated. Um, uh uh, why, why am I spacing? Uh, Desmond Bain dominated. I mean, it was just awesomeness. I know it was so pretty. It was so good. So congrats, Chris. <laughs> uh, that was great. You, I know that I know that you would have watched it if you weren't catching up on sleep. Oh sure, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. That's just perfect. Yeah. So no, so, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 glad they're still in this. This is good for them. It's good for the city, and I love that. That's great. So, Definitely. Good. So game six back in uh, back in L.A. Friday night. Go Grizz. There we go. Uh, other things around town, and one other thing. If you haven't seen the giant pandas, well, you have missed your chance. But you had 20 years, so I don't know what you were waiting on. <laughs> yeah. Yaya is uh, on her way back to China. It was all part of the original deal. That was They were not set up here to be left here infinitely. But uh, they mm-hmm. Yaya has been here for 20 years at the zoo. Lili died earlier this year. Otherwise, uh, Lili would be going back, too. Uh, but... The officials say that they've started the process. They haven't released any details of the travel. I don't know what they're worried about. I don't think anyone's going to hijack a plane to get the panda back. They'd be tracked down. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, yeah, majorly. So, <laughs> so, so bye, Yaya. Yaya gone. But, uh, oh. It was, it you, was, you saw them over the years, didn't you? I, I saw them several times. I brought yeah. my kid there several times to see him. So yeah, did I? Yeah. So that's just the way these things go and so i wonder I what's going to be yeah i hope i hope people have had a chance too i wonder what's going to be there that's a good that question because now. that that whole place was designed all around those pandas right there mm-hmm. and that's a very specialized sort of enclosure that they had and will they keep i guess they'll keep i would guess the asian themed area that they've got set up around there because that's some ex- expensive stuff to just tear down to build yeah, and it looks else. really cool yeah it does it's great yeah so hmm. we'll see well, if, we'll anyone, find out. if anyone has any inside info on the zoo plans for the uh, panda area let us know yeah te- we'll you can text it. us yeah eight seven eight nine four two zero. right and you got a story about the titans and where they play ball the titans well it was approved and some people are hating it and some people are loving it the metro council uh voted 26 to 12 on the third and final reading of a term sheet negotiated by Mayor John Cooper and the Tennessee Titans 
for the proposed $2.1 billion brand spanking new stadium. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Uh, council members attempted to add seven amendments to the bill during the third reading, which required the council to, to suspend the rules. The amendments weren't allowed to be heard after more than two council members opposed suspending the rules. Basically, it's the ingre- agreement includes a new 30-year lease and a non-relocation agreement uh, between the Titans and the Sports Authority. The terms of the agreement to remove the current obligation of Nashville's general fund to maintain and upgrade the stadium and return 66 acres of land to the city of Nashville, previously restricted by parking lots through 2039. But basically, the team will contribute $48 million over the life of the lease to the Nashville Needs Impact Fund, and that fund is supports city needs like public education, public transit, affordable housing, and a bunch of other areas. What they say they're going to do is build this uh, thing along the Cumberland River that includes uh, th- that. Uh, well, let's see. What is what it? What kind include? of thing? The, what like kind a- of thing? Um, you mean housing and where? Where? Let's see. Uh, so. So okay, (laughs) my my head is kind of swirling a little bit from all the numbers. So, the the cost for these these upgrades and changes is what a couple hundred million you said. Well, the the team in the NFL would pay would also would pay eight hundred forty million into the fund for the stadium. The state is contributing five hundred million, and another seven hundred sixty million would be from bonds funded by an additional additional one percent hotel motel tax. But still, people are up in arms because they're like, we have an education problem, we have a transportation problem, we have this and that problems, the, you know, the opponents of it. Right, um, but, the people but they're, who, kicking back, they're kicking back $48 million in some kind of you know, charity work and infrastructure work for the, uh, for the city. Is that right then? Yes. Um, this, it, it'll expand. They've eliminated a billion-dollar liability created by an aging stadium lease. This is this is the Nash, the uh, mayor speaking, yeah. and created a platform for the city to thrive because it's it, the East Bank vision for Nashville's next generation enables a true smart growth plan. For decades, it's going to expand the transit network, create affordable housing, build parks, sorry, and civic space, activate the waterfront. And so that's what's going to be – so that sounds like, you know, they're tearing it all down and building all this stuff new. Doesn't it to you? It doesn't say it, that, but it, – it, it, it seems like that might be the case, or they're just reshoring a whole lot about uh, that stadium and the area around it. But they've got new stuff coming up in other spots. So the team is contributing to some infrastructure and other things into in Nashville. A hotel extra tax is going to pay a lot of the bonds mm-hmm. – the team is contributing. It sounds like a a, a whole lot to the stadium. Yeah, then, it it does to me because when I first saw the first story about the person who wrote it questioning, well, how come they haven't, you know, they're not footing this bill or some of it? I thought, well, gosh, surely they are. And then this is the Channel Five story that breaks down who's paying what. So, so I mean, people are 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 have been against it for a while because people are like, why do they need a new? Stadium, and that's my. I thought, what are they going to do with the other one? Are they going to have concerts there? Are, going to, are they going to have, you know, events there? Uh, but they're going to just add to that Cumberland Riverfront with housing and other things. There's always going to be opponents to it. Well, there's sure, going to be okay. people for it. So, and, and but there's also a clause in there where the team can't leave for 30 years. It does say includes a new 30-year uh, lease and non-relocation agreement. 
Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Then so it's it's hard and, for me to um, from from that from that alone to really call that a bad deal. I guess if it's going to continue bringing in some real good income. And I don't have numbers of you know what the games bring in when there are home games there. But surely it's a pretty penny. It it just sounds. <laughs> I mean, you know, part of what makes this sound weird is that that doesn't, from what from the story, that doesn't sound like the usual mo of these teams. It's usually it's you're it's get us a new stadium or we're just going to go to Montana somewhere. Well, yeah, because the other story, uh, like I said, it, or like I was, or the other story stated, this is, uh, this is, the, it's it's a. It's supposed to be officially finished in 2027. They're breaking ground early next year, early mid next year. Uh, but it's still the most expensive publicly funded stadium in NFL history, according to the MSN <laughs> wow. story. Okay. So it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so well, hopefully okay. the Titans do well. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I wonder if that would keep the, that 30 year clause. Uh, they can't move would keep the team from just dissolving and then the owners reforming it someplace else. There's got, that's a good, that's <laughs> yeah, a good question. Uh, there's yeah. gotta be some, some verbiage with it that you can't, that let's, that loophole wouldn't happen, but let's hope not. We shall right. see. Yep. That's what's going on in Nashville. Well, good. Uh, going on in the rest of the entertainment world, the first trailer for the Sid Barrett documentary has come out. We talked about this a uh, couple months ago that this was, this documentary was going to be happening and it's called Have You Got It Yet? Sid Barrett, for those who may not know, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that's and that's fine, he was one of the original members of the band Pink Floyd that you've probably heard of, and he mm-hmm. left for a variety of reasons uh, before they really got famous, and he's still kind of a cult figure, but the that's put together this documentary. That's what's prompted part of it because there have been so many bands who have cited the Sid Barrett era of Pink Floyd as one of their big influences. People from uh, Led Zeppelin to R.E.M. to uh, others have covered some of their songs from that those days. So it's a feature-length documentary then that says they're going to get deep in the relationship between Pink Floyd and Barrett. He's the one who gave the band its name, and he's, the documentary is described as a chronicle and mosaic of Barrett's creative and destructive impulses. And so it's going to be coming out later in, in May in the UK, and then it'll hit the US sometime in June. Cool, but cool. So movie theaters. Is out there. Hmm? Movie theaters? Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. Nice. I'm excited about that. So the trailer is out there if you want to see what they have planned for that. And it, I watched it, and... Looks like it's going to be a good documentary, and if you care at all about early Pink Floyd, you'll want to see this one. You will also probably, if you could, I'd love to go see you too. We talked about their Las Vegas residency, uh, mm-hmm. what, Tuesday we talked about it, and I mentioned yeah. it. The dates on it seem kind of short. Well, they've added yeah. dates. It's more like an actual residency now. They're going to be playing. <laughs> they heard you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's my power and influence. <laughs> yeah. I swear to use these powers for good only. <laughs> no, I don't actually. So, uh, so a bunch of dates. Like, so now is it weeks? It's uh, it's several weeks. It, it's still just two dates in September, but they've expanded the dates in October. They'll play the fifth, seventh, eighth, eleventh, thirteenth, fourteenth, eighteenth, twentieth, twenty-first, and twenty-fifth. And I I went down those fast, but it's just because it's nine 
full dates in October, so that's much yeah. better. That's nine, right? No, ten. Okay, so ten dates <laughs> in October. So that's twelve dates. That's a pretty decent residency. So uh, I won't complain about that. Nice. Well, let me get back to Sid Barrett really quick. I wanted to yeah. ask, who's playing him? Or is well, it somebody we don't know? No, it's it's a documentary. It's not a. Uh, oh 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 it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. Biopic. Okay. So good 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 good. Okay. Yes, I'm very interested in seeing that. Okay, thank you, Wesley. Cool. Certainly. And what's up with Freddie Mercury's stuff? Well, Freddie Mercury, um, his best friend, remember from the uh, uh, documentary, or, well, the the movie. The, oh, the biopic. Okay, the, the biopic, Bohemian biopic, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. I never knew her name because I wasn't, I didn't know a ton about Queen when I watched it, but Mary Austin mm-hmm. was the heir. She right. got all of his stuff when he died. And so now she feels like it's, she's 72. She feels like it's time to part with it. She feels like he loved nothing more, she says, than an auction. And so she, there are 1,500 items oh, of wow. Freddie Mercury's that are going to go up for auction as part of a, uh, with Sotheby's in late August. I hope I said that right. I mean, like handwritten lyrics, costumes, guitars, the phone he kept by his bed. A Tiffany and Company mustache comb. Uh, I mean, the vel- <laughs> he did have one majestic mustache though in he those later days. Surely he? did. He really, she really wanted. It was important to her to do this in a way that that he would have, you know, approved that of which he would approved and and just loved. And so she feels like this is the right thing to do. Um, it's it's a, original lyrics to "We Are the Champions." Might sell for three hundred seventy-five thousand. They are speculating the red velvet crown and cloak that he wore during his last nineteen eighty-six oh, tour performances mm-hmm. of "God Save the Queen." That those are expected to sell for up to a hundred thousand. Um, th- uh, all of the fifteen hundred items combined are expected to sell for at least seven point four million, and a lot of them are going to be visible. Uh, to just you could see them before the sale. Um, the uh, the there's going to be ex, an exhibit that's opening August 4th. Um, obviously, if you can't make it to London, it says smaller yeah. touring exhibitions are going to be sent to New York, L.A., and Hong Kong. Online auctions start August 31st. Live auctions September 6th through the 8th. So if you have a bunch of money and you love Freddie Mercury, <laughs> right. you could have yeah. his mustache comb. <laughs> <laughs> That's just great. He's letting the stuff out into the wild. And I love it. For the people yeah. who can't make it to London, we'll give it, put the stuff on tour to at uh, New York, L.A., and yeah. Hong Kong. We'll just yeah. pop right over. That makes it so. If you can afford to go to one of those, you can afford to go I to I hate London. when stories say that. I know. I hate when stories say that. It's like, well, you know. So. I guess, you know, the, I mean, he Queen's a big deal. He's a big deal. So, yeah. I mean, usually you don't hear about the items, you know, going here and there so people can actually see them. It's just like, okay, they're up for auction, blah, blah, blah. Go online and bid or go trust online it. and look at it yeah. if you want to. And trust, yeah, trust it. So that, that's, well, so, cool, cool right. for people who live over there. So. Sure. Or if you've got enough money to buy some of Freddie's stuff. That's cool, yeah. though. Yeah, or if uh, you're going to New York anyway, you can see it. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. And on the way, Lawyer Bill is coming up here before too long. So if you have any legal questions for him, even if they're made up ones, 878-9420, things you've been curious about, or if you're in a spot, it's fine. You don't have to tell us your name. We can do this totally anonymously Mm -hmm. and you'll get some kind of answer that will set you on your way to making yourself, well, in a better position. That's what he's here for. And it's all free. 
In between now and then, a little bit more in the way of entertainment news, our favorite dystopian show is going to be having another season. And when it comes to stupid dystopias, it turns out that artificial intelligence is no match for human stupidity and drama. That's on the way right now. Getting Alanis Morissette. This is Drake Digital. That's right. If you miss something live, it's always there on the website or we got it scattered out other places too, just uh, for fun to yeah. <laughs> pollute the airwaves <laughs> and the internet just as much as we can possibly contribute. Yep. Website, uh, app, tell your friends. Thank you. That's right. In the <laughs> afternoon as well. So yeah, we're here. All of that was right, except uh, Drake is not here today. It's just Wes and Sid. We've got Lawyer Bill coming up here in just a minute. So if you want to add your legal questions to the uh, list that we've got growing, eight seven eight nine four two zero is the text line to do that. And uh, we will put them to Bill and he will give you his lawyery legalish answer and uh, get you started on getting some kind of solution set up for yourself. So. Yes, lawyery, legalish. <laughs> okay. We words it's change, languages change all the time, so we right. might as well just contribute to that. Right. So nothing like a good dystopia for some fun times, and we have talked about this TV show before on more than one occasion, and it's coming back for another season, and we're talking about what, Sid? We are talking about Black Mirror. And some people yes. that you might know are actually going to be in it. This is going to be its sixth season, which I guess I lost track of. Yeah. That does not seem like, uh, did I watch that many? I think I think I did. But anyway, um, the latest season will debut in June. It's been four years <laughs> since well, we, the last we've season. Had, we've, we've had, had some little, complications in life. We've had a little hiccup. The... Uh, there's a big cast, Aaron Paul, Kate Mara, or Mara, M-A-R-A, Michael Sarah, and Selma Hayek Penalt. I thought okay. it was just still Selma Hayek, I guess but not. maybe she got married. But uh, Black Mirror, if you're into this, it's it's really weird. It's really good. It's really it's, dark. <laughs> it, yeah. This is the first. It's really, yeah, it's really dark. What, but what, add to it, Wesley? What yeah, they say? are, they, they hold, it's black mirror. They're holding up a mirror to society and it is some dark reflections. It's in the earlier seasons, they had shows about, well, one was this woman in a kind of, I guess it was a post apocalyptic uh, setting being chased and pursued relentlessly by a robot dog because the robot dogs for, law enforcement went rogue and guess you know, since then well we've got robot dogs out there used in law enforcement <laughs> and some people want to put guns onto we, uh, they had stories about these attachments on eyes that will record everything you do so you can edit those to upload to social media and also end up being used against you uh, for uh, well anything trials yeah. Uh, yeah, lawsuits what have one. you and there's so much more where they just the writers did a great job of just extrapolating what could happen from current tech and current trends and then go really really wrong i think in that first season there was one story where everyone kind of had a good happy ending and it was just nice other than that these these are bleak stories that give you a lot to think about and make you wonder are we really headed in the right direction with what we're doing with tech and uh, society these days? Yeah, it's really weird. And they have a new production company. So it's going to be, they say it's going to be the most unpredictable, unclassifiable and unexpected yet. 
So Black Mirror in June. I didn't realize it. It launched in 2011 on Channel 4, whatever that is. And then it didn't get picked up by Netflix. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Till 2016. So look for Black Mirror in June. Season 6. I am looking forward to that. What else? Mm -hmm. And what what, what do you think of when you think of May the 4th? Uh, Star Wars. Of course. May the 4th 4th be be with with you. you. Yeah, that's an official Star Wars day. This should have happened a long time ago, but finally it is. Carrie Fisher, the late Carrie Fisher, getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame oh, on Star nice. Wars Day. Yes. Her well, daughter, Billy, Billy Lord, will be accepting on behalf of her mother. Well, she did uh, so much else besides Star Wars things. Uh, postcards oh, from yes. the Edge. And just oh, to yes. mention you know, one thing, but she produced two and wrote a lot and was funny. Yes, yes. She was great. So, gosh, it's been eight years. She died in 2016. Mm-hmm. So at sixty, wow. so Carrie Fisher getting a, getting her star on the Walk of Fame. There we go. Uh, circling back, kind of circling back. Good corporate buzzwords huh. have gotten into my God, head. Wesley. I know. <laughs> I just I'll slap myself later. Uh, talking about AI and how everyone's wondering if that's going to lead us to some sort of uh, I don't know artificial intelligence taking over and robot overlords. Well, maybe not so fast. I'd still go back to the fact that if if the computers can't pick out all of the sailboats in a grid of seven pictures, then mm-hmm. we don't have to start worrying yet. <laughs> right. This is one more reason why maybe not. The AI got prompted for a business idea and got off to an alleged great start, but then drama happened. And like I said, AI cannot necessarily overcome human drama. It, this is the tale of the Hustle GPT, which on in March, a designer and self-described AI soothsayer, a guy named Jackson Greathouse Fall, said he was going to do this deal where he'd tell GPT-4, which was a follow-up to the chat GPT that we've talked a lot about, mm-hmm. and he told this that it was now Hustle GPT, an entrepreneurial AI, and he was asked to turn $100 into a profitable business doing nothing illegal without manual labor, and he promised to update daily for 30 days. So. On the first day, this AI suggested an affiliate marketing site for sustainable products, and it provided prompts for DAL-E2, another AI to make a logo. They designed a website. They created a blog post featuring real products and a mid-journey image. And the AI, on, still on this first day, told Fall to spend 40 bucks on digital ads, in addition to 816 he'd spent on the site's domain and 29 for hosting. So well under $100. So later, it, the AI suggested hiring a content writer who would use ChatGPT to generate posts and developing a product to target a niche market with a re- recurring subscription model. This all sounds you know, good and you know, potentially like it could build up into something, right? Maybe. After a couple <laughs> of days, this guy false claimed investors had plopped down $7,800 in investment, and it was something that he said probably wouldn't have happened without all the Twitter hype, which was what he was doing in the first place. And he said after a few days... This was probably not quite a little over a week later. He said the site had made $130 in revenue. Not a lot, but it's still a profit, right? So that's good. 
So this made a lot of buzz across the Twitter sphere and in the AI communities, but it turned out, it says here, real life got in the way. The update started slowing down. By the second week of April, he tweeted that the Hustle GPT would take a backseat to some other work, encourage fans to join a Discord server for updates. A lot of people got angry about this, thinking that this has all just been a grift. Yeah. He's made this hype. He had the AI do some things. He maybe spent a little bit of money and got all of this investment money in return. Yeah. So the... Uh, this guy named David Craig, he's a consultant, he claimed he'd approached Fall about this whole idea and from which he soon banned Fall on his Discord uh, channel for trying to disrupt the community and trying to undermine Dave's reputation. So hmm. yeah, this new guy comes in and says, the Discord, that's all mine. And I'm going to kick Fall off because he's, he's interfering with what I'm doing. So now there's two Discords about this and nothing else has happened. No one knows if there's really any money involved in this at all, if the 3.5 thousand happened, or if these there's allegedly five, over 5,000 members on these two discords that are probably arguing a lot. So all of this to get to, people are really excited about AI. And yeah. when the AI you know, prompts lead to good ideas, that sounds even better, but it still takes people to actually doing this. Right. And when things get too big, too fast, people's egos start getting in the way. And <laughs> so as it turns out, even AI is not going to overcome human stupidity, egos and drama. I wonder if it ever will. What kind of business was this AI developing? He he was suggesting a affiliate marketing marketing site for sustainable products, and then narrowed that down to huh. something to target a niche product with a recurring subscription model. So we don't so, even know what kind of products. Right, exactly. So it sounds <laughs> like they're marketing for something else, hmm. but right now they're not marketing anything because this whole thing seems to have just stalled and maybe dead in the virtual water at this point so yeah people people so, get in the way yeah which maybe is good so maybe ai will never take over like great things <laughs> exactly right <laughs> and it's good for lawyers too speaking of which lawyer bill is on the way here in just a few minutes he'll be up next any questions for him throw him on the pile 878-9420 and we will get to him and address some other things this new move of disney versus DeSantis is something i'd like to bring up the board has decided that they're just going to declare that agreement that stripped them of their power null and void. But do they have the power to actually do hmm. that? So that's something to to talk with Bill about and your questions as well. 878-9420. Lawyer Bill is up next. This is Drake Digital. Yes, please do that. This is Drake Digital, but we're still sends Drake, it's Wes, and it's Sid. And it is Lawyer Bill because it's Thursday and that's all about the lawyer bill, man, right? Legally lawyerizing lawyer hey, bill. <laughs> making up words and phrases just as often as I possibly can. When we last heard from you, you were about to venture back into the 90s for a night. How did that go? I'm glad oh, yeah. you survived it. Oh, my gosh. It was the fun. It, I had so much fun that night. Uh, it was an incredible. If you get a chance to see a concert in the new Snowden Grove Theater, go, go check it out. Um, it looks cool on the news. 
So it, it, it's not only that. Ingram Hill, local Memphis band, they rocked it. They played. Everybody, everybody knows the deal. That was the nice thing. There was nobody here saying, hey, we've been a band for 30 years, and now let's play our new stuff. No, <laughs> nobody did that. <laughs> no, yeah. There was none of that, and this is off of our new album. You've never heard it before, so just sit there and take it while you wait for us to play our hits. It was, they understood the assignment. They understood we haven't been culturally relevant in quite some time, so here's the hits. Um, and that, to me, is enjoyable as a concert goer. I loved it. Had a great time. Good, good. Oh, good. Awesome. So did, they, did any of them play any tunes that you weren't familiar with from deeper in their catalog? Uh they did. They well. Okay, they good. they played some that that were like B sides or that you know weren't sure. didn't make radio play, and that was good. And then uh, better than Ezra ended with uh, t uh, their rendition of Tiny Dancer. So that oh, was really? a, huh. a it, it was an awesome night. It just couldn't have couldn't have been better. And uh, they ended ten minutes before the storm came in and said, good. "Storm will be here in ten minutes. Y'all y'all go home." <laughs> well, nice. Good. Well, They've got a lot of shows thing. coming up. It was. They said normally we'd go backstage and hang out for five minutes and make you guys clap and then come out and do an encore, but the storm's <laughs> coming in, so we're just going to stay out here, n you know, nail this encore, and then you guys can go, which All I right. thought I appreciated. <laughs> well, yeah, right. That was kind. I, that really is. The text line for any questions you might have for Lawyer Bill is 878-9420. Send those on in. Shall we just start with a few and then get to some of these stories in a little bit, Bill? Would you like that better? We can, can we, make... we can absolutely do that. All right. Let's start with one. Pick one from the list there, Sid. Uh, well, this is Wes and I were talking about this this morning, and I think I sent you this because we thought that this something like this happened before, and now it's happening again. The Tennessee has received 160 million from a major settlement agreement between the state and tobacco companies. The agreement, which was finalized in 1998, was born out of a lawsuit the Tennessee filed against tobacco companies for violating consumer protection laws and stri strategic marketing practices that were deceptive. Is this something, so is this just, they're finally getting the money, or what is this? Have you it, heard that, about this? I, I looked at the article briefly that you guys sent me, and it looks mm -hmm. to me like that's what it is. This is, um, we talked about this, the, the tobacco strategy they're using with different Different things. Um, the Jewel settlement that, that just came out a couple of mm -hmm. weeks ago, they kind of used the same thing. Hey, we're marketing to kids. You've got kids' flavors. What well, was the same thing back in 98 uh, when, when the agreement came out was, hey, you've got Joe Camel. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. when Marlboro Miles were really big and everybody had the catalog and you would save a piece of paper from your pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my and, gosh. Your proof of purchase. I remember that. <laughs> and and what they said was that's marketing to kids because half the stuff that yeah. you could get uh, out of the Marlboro catalog was stuff that kids wanted. It would you know it would be like a, a blow up doll that you can punch or something like that. So why <laughs> okay. you clarified that? So, yeah, yeah. So the lawsuit occurred and said that you know you can't do this anymore. It sounds to me like we're finally getting uh, a piece of that payment because the, the tobacco companies they got hit pretty hard. Um, and paying a big one lump settlement, I don't, I don't think they did that. I think it was a structured settlement, and I think we're probably getting the end of that. I could be wrong, but that was what the article led me to believe. Yeah, this does say the state will receive annual payments to help 
offset yeah. the cost of health care for smoking-related illnesses. Well, good. Nice. Yeah. Are there, uh, did, uh, did we have any questions come in on the text line? We do. You want to go to, to yeah. the first one? Yeah, grab one. And All I've right. got one. I, I've got one. Oh, wait. Um, that is, is, wait, is it real good, real juicy, real, you'll sink I don't know your if teeth into it? I don't know if it's real juicy. I got an email asking okay. me if um, what were the chances of filing a class action lawsuit against Morgan Whalen or Wallen, however you say this guy's name. Oh, I feel yeah. like my dad that, that didn't play the old Miss concert. Um, and I got to looking at it. There are several people that have filed federal lawsuits against this guy. Federal? Hmm. Yeah, well, it, it would have to be in a federal court because uh, diversity jurisdiction and the amount. But anyway, um, I think there may be a lawsuit there if the rumors are true that um, that he just got tore down in between concerts and, and couldn't go. I think there so, may be a suit there. So fill, fill us in on the background on that. Okay, so uh, there's a country singer. Um, and, and you're going to find out real quick, if you're a metrosexual country singer, you're just not going to be able to hang in Oxford. You, you need the training of going to school there and drinking there for years to build up your immunity. Yeah, he's uh, only well, 29, so he's a This played a concert on Saturday night, and then, yeah, um, and then Saturday... Uh, night of, after the concert, apparently he went out and had a great time at Old Miss. And then the As next day, does. all these bands play. They take a 30 minute break, and that's it. And uh, people found out after they were already there. Wes, from are y'all the- still hearing me? Yeah, we yes. got you. We got you good. Can you hear us? All right, my internet connection is going in and out because y'all are breaking uh-huh. up and in and out on me. I'll, I'll just keep rambling until somebody tells me to shut up. <laughs> just like um, normal, it's fine. So he didn't show up for the concert. Um, security, There's security footage saying that he was escorted uh, out of the stadium right before the concert was supposed to happen and that he had to have his stomach pumped. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> I heard that. Wow, that's some serious stuff right there. So you got 50,000 folks in a, in a stadium that have paid up to, I saw people that were paying five and $600 for tickets. Oh, really? For that guy? For that oh, guy. Okay. Um, you've got people paying five and $600 a ticket to see him. Well, they set up all of his equipment, and then they came out and said he's not feeling well, his voice is, not, uh, is hurt, and that's it. So you've got all kinds of rumors and speculations as to what happened. Uh, but there's some video footage of security guards saying that he was backstage, tore up, and that's why he couldn't do it. If that's Jeez. the reason, yeah. then I think folks have an actual lawsuit against him. Um, if if he you know, had his stomach pumped and, and when they had the trach tube inside him, it hurt his throat, there's probably still a lawsuit. If he was just sick and can show, look, I was actually just sick, there's probably not a lawsuit there. So it's an interesting question, but I figure he knows he's in enough trouble. He'll just reschedule a concert and, and or refund ticket money. But um, right. yeah. there's a lot that, of ticked off people about that. Well, I, I guess yeah. so. Well, all right. Well, and so I, that, think he's, I think he has canceled some other shows too now. Yeah. I saw well, that, that. So that's probably because he needs to go to rehab. Uh, probably. But 
Well, you know, it took a it took a douchebag from Knoxville to finally lose the party in Old Miss. So I'm I'm not happy about that. Wow. Um, you know, because that's the saying down at Old Miss: we we don't win every game, but we never lose a party. Well, this one we lost clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that kid can't and they hang. took that personal. I get it. We do. We do. I, get it. I mean, so that's I, if so. You may have a lawsuit, sir, or ma'am. If we can get a hundred or you know a thousand of your friends. We could make some money off this. Yeah. Very good. All right. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more of your questions. If you have any to put onto the pile of questions for Bill, 878-9420 is the text line to do that. We will be back. This is Drake Digital. Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com. That's us, Sans Drake. It is Wes and it is Sid. And because it's Thursday, it's Lawyer Bill is here as well. How you doing, William? I'm awake. Um, <laughs> we'll take well, that. I hope so. I'm awake. I have coffee. My sinuses are, are not back to normal. It seems like everybody I know has been having sinus issues the past two or three weeks. It's been oh, yeah. screwing up my sleep. Well, it's like the, the weather needs to, to pick a plan and stick with it. Let's make a petition. Don't I worry. It'll should. be like 101 in a week. That's right. <laughs> I can get down with that. Yeah. yeah. So, Lawyer Bill, answering legal questions. If you have any, uh, send them on in. 878-9420 is the text line to do that. Sid has gathered several already, so uh, go carry on with that, Sid. All right. So we talked about the Titans buying a new stadium, and it was approved, and there's a 30-year uh, lease and a non-relocation agreement. So Bob wonders if ask you how tight how titan nfl owners could worm out of the 30-year promise because he says he signed a petition against the public funding of fedex forum if taxpayers would be left on the hook the woman who collected the petitions assured everybody they had proved to her that we would not be on the hook so she destroyed the petitions but when the nba lockout occurred it proved that taxpayers uh were were on the hook to pay the debt service and so he's so public funding he says public funding also should mean that whoever pays for the naming rights should pay the taxpayers not the owners we should shame fedex into paying taxpayers instead of only paying the nba owners anyway does that make sense yeah i think their 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 question is um there's been a contract signed she's they've been burned before they've seen that we've been burned before how Mm -hmm. how can you hold their feet to the fire well part of that comes down to lawyers uh, and what kind of contract they have drafted uh, what's hidden in there I mean there's a whole class of attorneys that so you've got litigators that's what I am mm-hmm. we're the guys that actually go into court and 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 use big Latin words and like the sound of our own voice <laughs> and then you've got tax like tax attorneys and real estate attorneys who never see the inside of a courtroom but then you've got contractual attorneys who their entire life is looking at the minutia of contracts and how one clause interacts with another clause um these guys are generally pretty good at at constitutional law or interpretation so it's going to come down to um who had the better lawyers who built in the best back door? If the city or the state had good lawyers reviewing this, uh, 
and they made sure that, that all the back doors were closed, then it's not going to be an issue. But without looking at the contract, um, there's no way to know. Now, you made reference to the NBA lockout. That is what we call force majeure. Um, so mm. it, it is an act of God. It is uh, certainly the NBA players getting locked out was, you know, God Almighty didn't reach down and lock them out. But they call it an act of God uh, because it's something that has occurred that is beyond their beyond their control. Um, and, and that generally there's always a workaround in contracts. So I'm certain that there's something here saying, uh, it's not stated, but it would be understood if if uh, the Ukraine or Russia or Korea suddenly nuked Nashville and, and Nashville was no more, <laughs> then I, they could get out of that contract because you're not going to have a fan base to come around right. and see the team <laughs> Yeah, if there's an earthquake. But other than that, generally those contracts are pretty firm. So... It, it sounds like it's it would come down to who has the better lawyers, the state-paid lawyers for Nashville in the state, or the lawyers that are paid by the NFL. Yeah, and I'm going to give you one guess <laughs> who I think has the better lawyers. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I don't yeah, need yeah. even that one. <laughs> right. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I've said it on the show for years. There are times, look, I, I when I go clothes shopping, I immediately walk to the back of the store and look at the sales rack and see if I like anything there first. I, right. I am thrifty. I understand the value of a dollar, and I like to save as much as I can. Sure. There are times when that's appropriate. If you get to a point in your life where you need to hire a lawyer for anything, it is not the time to go bargain basement shopping. You want to find the best lawyer that you can for the money and the budget that you've got. And I'm pretty sure the NFL did that. So uh, I'm guessing yeah. there may be some back doors that weren't closed up. Let's just hope that our civil servants who took the job, certainly not because they couldn't find anything else, but because they wanted to help their community, did a good job of reviewing the concert or the uh, contract and sealed up any back doors. That is my that is my lawyerly legalizing answer for that question. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well alliterated. All right, Sid, what else do you have? All right, from Tim, he says, I had a slip and fall on some salt chasing down a bag which blew out of the hand of a Girl Scout mom. She was going to bag his cookies when he bought them. He slipped on salt and, f and fell, hitting his left knee on the curb, tearing a quadricep tendon from his patella. This was in Illinois on the property of a well-known pharmacy. It happened at the end of February. Surgery was scheduled for March 8th. I tested positive for COVID, pushing the surgery to March 15th. I've been off work since. I contacted the company, and they're evaluating whether they may be liable. In my opinion, the salt was excessive. I don't have a, a lawyer, as all I really want is to get my medical bills reimbursed. Lawyer bill, how should I proceed? You should, you should get a lawyer. <laughs> so I, I don't know Illinois law, but I could tell you in, in Tennessee, um, you'd probably have a case if, if you could say, look, they intentionally put this on the, on the asphalt. I intentionally slipped on it. Um, but what they're going to do is, and I don't know if Illinois is this way, so I'm going to answer this question as if it's Tennessee. In Tennessee, we've got this thing called comparative fault. So what we're going to do is we're going to look and see who was at fault here. Well, 
it sounds to me like the well-known pharmacist was somewhat at fault, but they were trying to uh, avoid exactly what happened, I assume, by cleaning up ice. So they, mm-hmm. they, they had salt on there to try and clean up ice. You slipped. But why did you slip? Well, the first part of the question tells us you slipped because you chose to mm-hmm. run after a bag, a, a way to save the environment, uh, but you were chasing after a plastic bag flying through the air, and and you slipped and fall. So how much of your injury is upon you? How much of it is your fault for chasing that bag that this mom uh, allowed to fly through the air? So what will right. ultimately happen or would happen here is, again, my, my first bit of advice is hire an attorney from there uh, if you're going to file suit. And then we have to see who's more at fault, you for chasing the bag and slipping and falling or the store for putting the salt on there. And if we can show that you're, you know, that they're more at fault than you are, then you'll recover money. Um, So I think asking just for your medical bills back is a that's a wise move Uh, because it sounds to me like it's a borderline call. If I was a company. I would offer to pay your bills, but I'm probably not going to do that unless you get a lawyer involved. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and that, that leads me to think if you're simply walking into a store and you fall, that's different though. You're not choosing to go chase a bag, but good luck to to him because that is a tough one. Yeah. So if you, if, if I walk into a store and I, and I slip and fall and and it's just because I'm an idiot. It, it's right. on me. Now, if I walk into if I walk into a store and they have spilt, let's say there's a um, uh, what's really slick. Let's say that somebody has oil. slipped some olive oil or yeah. vegetable oil on or lard in in a in an aisle, and it's been there for thirty seconds, and we go back and watch the footage, and and right before I walk down the aisle, a baby put his hand up and knocked the bottle over, and I. I I fell. That point in time, the store may not be liable. They may say, mm. you know, we didn't have a chance. We didn't know about this. Uh, we didn't right. have a chance to fix it up. Yeah. Now, if the footage were to show that three stock boys walked by it on the way to vape outside and, and they just couldn't be bothered <laughs> to stop and clean it up, well, then the store knew about it. It was open and obvious. They had a chance to fix the situation and they didn't. So in that case, yeah, you'd, you'd have a case. Um, all these things come down to factors and, and yeah. little facts about these cases. And that's why it's important. It's not that I'm trying to say, hey, you need to hire an attorney just because you're an idiot and can't do these things yourself. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the lawyers have trained to identify these little issues. Uh, and if you don't know about them, you're going to walk into something blind. So mm-hmm. my advice to this guy is, is, is hire thee a lawyer. From Illinois in particular, since that's where it happened. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sid, so what else do you have from the text line? All right. This one says, I have a tree on the property line with our neighbor. I had offered to cut it down years ago. The neighbor said he did not want it cut down at the time, and it was his. The tree has now fallen down and damaged his fence, and he's calling me about it. What are your thoughts on this? You, when he calls you about it, you need to say, I am so sorry. That's horrible. And then hang up. That's it. 
you, you don't have liability. Uh, if if a tree falls on on that fence, that's that's his property. He has said it's his tree. Um, yeah. I tell him to. Sorry. Now, <clears throat> legally, that's the answer. Uh, but I can tell you, we had the same thing occur here at our uh, on our property. Um, we share our, with neighbors who we've had for 20 years, and their one of their trees fell out of their yard and into our yard, and and you know, um, we split the bill on that. I knew legally, I didn't have to do much, and they didn't, you know, I knew that it was on them. But I like having neighbors; they've been good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't push the tree down. Uh, it was a storm that did that. So I, I split the bill with them to maintain a nice neighborly relation. So it, it depends. If your question is legally, do you have any responsibility? No. Morally and ethically, do you? Eh. If if you had offered to do it before and they said, no, screw you, this is mine. Yeah. I. I might be more inclined in that situation to say, okay, then you get to do the cleanup yourself too. Um, now, uh, to go with that, I've um, I've got a situation kind of like what you described. Nothing's happened yet, but there's a tree that literally one part of the trunk is on our side of the fence in the backyard. The other side of the trunk is on their side of the fence in the backyard. If one of us gets the tree looked at and determined that the tree is getting old and needs to come down or it needs severe trimming or needs work on it or it's going to be a disaster soon. Who has, does someone, one one or the other of us have the right to completely remove that tree? Yeah, again, that comes down to a factor by factor case. So you've got the right, anything that, that comes over your property you've got the right to to cut right so technically any limbs or anything that come on to your side you could have trimmed and it would make that tree so lopsided everything would would want to go to this guy's yard um now we with that it's pretty clear but if limbs are coming over what about the trunk though i mean could i feasibly slice the trunk in half that would just make it more inclined to fall toward me well so this is where i I would have somebody come out um when you're going to get into this you're it's not enough to say okay there's a fence here that we think there's a line here you're going to need somebody out with a meets and bounds description who they can say okay here's your post this is actually your property line and 60 percent of the tree is on his side 40 percent is on yours so you're stuck Um, gotcha or, or something to that effect okay but again, wow. if it's a neighbor and you like them, talk oh with sure, them. see uh, yeah, what can yeah. we work out. We we get along great. It's not an issue. It's just something that's been like tickling at the back of my mind ever since I noticed that sure. tree trunk is split by the fence. So ah, those people that build two fences and go up to a tree trunk. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got. All right, we're going to do another break and come back with more questions for Lawyer Bill from you. 878-9420 is the text line to send yours in. And what we can't get to today, we will get to next week because this is an ongoing thing. Lawyer Bill, every Thursday, this is Drake Digital. 
That's right. All of this is uh, being recorded and edited for your pleasure and put up for you to download and listen to at your leisure. So we're just thinking of you, making it as simple as possible. Drake is out. It is Wes and Sid, and it is Thursday, which means Lawyer Bill is here answering questions of all types. If you've got one, go ahead and send it in. If we can't get it to it today, we'll get to it next week. 878-9420 is the text line. Sid, what have we got? And if you have asked one this morning and you've got to leave and go to work and you can't hear the answer, this will replay on Drake Digital this afternoon at 4. So you can catch that on the website or the app. This one says, if a process server leaves a voicemail that they're trying to serve you, should you return the call or make them work for it? It is my work (laughs) number. It's my work number that they called. She said, I can't ignore the phone or the voicemails or lie and say I didn't get the message. So what do you do? So... (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Should I make them work for it? Um, look, so a process server's just doing a job. Uh, they're delivering paperwork to you, and if they're leaving you a message, to me, that that's a courtesy. Um, a process server means a lawsuit has been filed. Okay, that means it's coming. That means you are being sued. It's time to raise our head out of the sand and actually do something about it. Um, it, A process server can come and serve you at your place of business. They can serve you at home. Some of them knock on the door at 5 in the morning and, you know, in a haze, you'll go and answer the door. So to me, that's a courtesy. My process servers leave cards saying, hey, we attempted to serve you. Uh, Please contact us at this number to arrange a time. And if, if that doesn't work, that's when we start saying, okay, let's serve them at work. Well, if you think about it, getting served with any type of lawsuit at your place of business or employment or at your kid's baseball game, because that's where they know you're going to be, that's humiliating. That's mortifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, makes you, it makes people go, okay, this guy's being sued. He must not handle his business or whatever. I, I'm a big fan of working with the process servers, calling them back and saying, Hey, I'll be at my house between four and five today. If you would please serve me there because my kids won't be there or, or, you know, I don't want my kids to see me get served or something like that. I I would work with them because if not, they're going to, they are going to work for it and they are going to get you, but it may be at a point when you don't really want to be served. If you avoid them altogether and the process server says, Hey, I've talked with them. Uh, they've on the other side of the door, they've said they're not answering the door. Then the process server can fill out an affidavit saying this person is trying to avoid service. Mm. And then we can get the court to say, okay, you're, uh, you've been served. So I would, I would tell you to call the number back and arrange a time to be served. So you're going to get served one way or the other eventually. Yeah. Might as well do it on your time. That's right. It's either going to be via publication in the newspaper where you may not see it, or they're going to file a motion saying you're avoiding service. So go on ahead and and get it. Take the problem and and do it head on. We we were outside one day in the driveway just doing yard work, and a guy walked up in a truck and some kind of badge and was trying to serve whomever used to live in the house. And so that was weird. And we're like, oh, uh, all yeah. we know is she. They moved to California. <laughs> they moved back to California. That's all we know. But I mean, we, we, 
I didn't know the person, so I was like, let me at least tell you what state she's in. <laughs> sure. I didn't know what it was about, but I mean, what if they did something bad? I want to tell them where we were told they moved, you know. Absolutely. But anyway, strange. All right, another question. Uh, this says, my wife and I have been raising her son from a previous marriage, marriage since he was eight years old here in Memphis without receiving any court-ordered child support from the dad. The court order and divorce of his parents occurred in Memphis. The boy is now four months shy of being 30 years old. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia and PTSD 10 years ago, along with chronic high blood pressure and requires regular medical treatment. He came here for a visit three weeks ago and was supposed to return to his dad in Kentucky. The question is, his biological dad has a guardianship order over him and has state health insurance on him, but refuses to allow him to come back to Kentucky. He's ineligible for Medicare slash Medicaid here in Tennessee, and we can't afford coverage for him. He is unemployed and will not work, has also been declared incompetent. Is there any legal action we can take to get the dad to take him back since he has access to medical care and he's legally the boy's guardian? If he's legally the boy's guardian, then, yeah, he, he has a fiduciary duty. Now, fiduciary duty means a court-ordered legal duty to provide care maintenance and support of that individual so you you need to yeah you need to hire a lawyer in kentucky or wherever the conservatorship is um to either have the conservatorship change to you where you can get those benefits or explain why he needs to take the child back um and continue on with the conservatorship that's a it's a horrible situation mm-hmm um, it truly is, but um, I, I can't imagine sending my son away at 30 with medical issues and saying, no, he's just not coming back. If he's got the conservatorship, he has a legal duty to care for that child. That would be the equivalent. A conservatorship basically creates a, a parent-child relationship all over again. So this would be the equivalent of, of you sending your five-year-old to somebody's house and then just saying, nah, I'm done with it. Uh, it. It just doesn't work that way. Not without some repercussions. So I would tell you to hire an attorney in Kentucky uh, and, and, and either cancel this conservatorship or uh, tell them that we need somebody else to be the conservator because this guy's not wanting to care for his own child. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I was going to say the flip side. I can't imagine a parent not wanting to, you know, take care of their own child. Jeez. Um, when they already have everything set up and they're supposed to be paying and well, they're not paying. So yeah. there shows you what kind of, anyway, uh, <laughs> Therese says, ask Bill about his conference room. He was getting it remodeled by his wife. <laughs> yeah, it's, <clears throat> Therese, it's not done yet. Uh, we, we have some furniture ordered and, uh, we've, it, it's come along great though. The new office the, over there at Clark Towers, we love it. Um, uh, I love the building. It's easy to tell people. Hey, the biggest building in East Memphis, that's us. Yep. And um, it's easy to find. Parking's not a problem. I, I, I love it. But, yes, my wife is, is in the process of redoing our conference room because she did not like what we had set up. So, <laughs> now, White is, walls and black, black chairs, and that's about it? Well, we put a table, <laughs> chairs, and two bookshelves and a TV. And she was like, nah, that's... This doesn't give out feng shui That's like vibes. you're getting an oil change. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> I think that's what we did. So apparently we need stuff. So is is she volunteering this or is she hired on as a consultant? No, I think she, 
is demanding. I, I, she walked in and she was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be associated with this." Because uh, you, you've got so you've got my brother who is a you know forty year old bachelor, and then you've got me, uh, who who I don't have the greatest decorating taste. So um, yeah, the the wife when she walked in, she was like, "You two idiots can't design this." Let me. I'm taking you see all over. of this. That's Go a no. Her. She's like, we, she's like, maybe, maybe there should be a plant or a pitcher or I yeah. don't know something on go. the wall. So she's going to come in and take care of that. <laughs> All right. So you are in Clark Tower. You are central and easy to find. How else do people get a hold of you? Sure. So you can find us on the web at lawyerbill.com, uh, or you can contact us. That number's pretty easy. Seven six one five three five three. Excellent. Well, thank you for your time, Bill. I know you've got uh, lawyery things to do, legally lies wise, and uh, <laughs> there we go. I, I, I put up We're my tongue twister that. for myself. Uh, yeah. I uh, think we, I'm, I'm. You know how every year y'all do the new words to the dictionary. I, yeah. Yeah. My new dream is for Wes's word lawyerly legalizing. I want that <laughs> lawyer. I want that in the dictionary next time. I like lovely. It. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna work for that for you, Wes. Well, I, yeah, I, I appreciate your lobbying for that, and we'll see how many other L words we can squeeze in in the next five seconds or not. Thank you, Bill. We will see Thanks, you Bill. next week, and uh, we have got more stories. Sid and I here before we wrap things up. Uh, NASA is just not gonna let the Voyager two retire. That and more things. That is on the way next. This is Drake Digital. They're all there. This is Drake Digital. This is Wes and Sid. Drake is out. And thanks again to Lawyer Bill for being here, as he is every Thursday, and answering your legal questions and the ones we had. And he does a weekly podcast for us. He and his brother Scott, who is also a lawyer, they've been focusing on the amendments to the U.S. Constitution lately. And the new one that'll be uh, up and streaming on the site here at... 11 on yes. Saturday and again on 11 on Sunday is mm -hmm. focused on the Fifth Amendment. So any that you've missed, they are on our website, drakehallmemphis.com, under the on-demand section. It's all there if you want to go back and see what else he has done or the Geeks Creating Geekdom podcast that I do that comes up uh, Friday at 6. So we're just all over the Seven. place with all kinds of things. 6, we, we moved it around. Because, oh, yes, you switched. Yeah, we okay, moved it yeah. because Drake's music cast, which is Drake deep diving into whatever he cares to deep dive into. And lately it's been a bunch of live music and that, mm -hmm. that whole run is coming up again at about nine o'clock today. But if that happens since, since he can you know, indulge as he wants to, and we're fine with that, he goes late and I don't want mine to be late. So it's right. It's okay, six gotcha. now, so we changed yes. that. Yeah. But Drake's is again today at 9am and tomorrow at 9am. Right. And Bill's are, Bill, yours, yours have been awesome. I've heard most of them. Um, geeks grading geekdom and I always post on on Facebook and Twitter when they're coming up so people can uh, also find the schedule of all the podcasts from you all on the website uh, on the front page on the home page I think right um, it's there on the memphis.com yeah kind of near the bottom right hand corner is the list of what what they are when they are and when you can hear them and uh, the ones that lawyer bill and i do are available for download after the fact too so that's yes. fine and uh, yeah. we just have to figure out one for you to do i well i do have my my little feature uh memphis in the meantime to mm -hmm. and i know it's only about a minute long but that airs three times a day wednesdays through sundays just if people are looking for what's going on when and where uh it's typically ball games concerts plays events festivals 
you know, uh, uh, book signings, uh, things like that. So I try to include, I mean, there's, now that it's spring and the weather's great, there's tons. I I bet there's a lot more things happening. Can't list everything, but I try to kind of include what I think people uh, around are most interested in, whether it's here or in Mississippi or, you know, so that's Memphis in the meantime. Yeah. So, uh, text line is 878-9420. If you didn't get a question in for Lawyer Bill, you can send it in. We'll get to it next week. But if you had anything else to say, that's the line to tell us all about it. If people said anything, Sid. Yes. Actually, the other day we were talking about Belgium and being mad about Miller High Life using the <laughs> Champagne of Beers slogan. Yeah. And they destroyed some beer. And Polly says a lot of German companies moved to America immediately after Prohibition to market beer. Uh, including Pabst, Schlitz, and others. He remembers drinking the Miller Ponies. They were eight-ounce bottles sold in oh, eight-packs. Yeah. And somebody else had texted, they remember drinking the eight-ounce the eight ounce ponies with their dad going fishing. That's sweet. That's a great memory. Thank you. He also says Yaya is already... There were eight at the time. There were, uh, yeah, eight ounces, too. Was it an eight? Oh, uh, yeah, an eight-pack and eight ounces. Yeah. I remember seeing them in stores. Uh he also says that Yaya is already back. So Oh, wow. Okay, so good. that didn't take long. But it's a good I, safe I trip. Good. Elizabeth says, we're talking about Black Mirror. Season 6 is coming. She oh, says, yeah. I love Black Mirror. I think everyone binged the first five seasons as soon as they got hipped to it. I yeah, think I we did, that, too. It's that, just weird. That was, some, that was some deep stuff. Makes you think. Yeah, definitely. So thanks for your text. Text anytime, 878-9420. And if you want... Wesley, we can do another set of another pair of three day passes for music oh, fest tickets yes. here in a minute. We have those. We should mm-hmm. do that. I think that's a, mm-hmm. a spectacular idea. So stand by for that and uh, then get those texts and have, have that ready. Uh, other things we kind of teased and want to talk about NASA, it says, has a power hack that will extend the 45 year voyage of Voyager 2. Actually, oh. the voyage is going to go on regardless because of physics, but it'll the communications will keep going. Voyager 2 is 12 billion miles away from this planet. Golly. It is one of the two furthest man-made objects that are, have left this planet, and it's out in the heliosphere, which is that zone where our solar system ends. And after that, Golly. it's just open interstellar space. And it's still in communications. It takes 22 minutes for a signal from our planet to reach that that satellite, that that the Voyager. I don't know probe. That's <laughs> crazy. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's how that's how far away it is. And the power source was a a, a radiation thing. And it's been working great, but it's it continues to decay, and eventually it's going to just stop working entirely. But they've been slowly shutting down systems and operations on Voyager to preserve power and uh, do what they can with what is left. And they've shut down some more systems. This one could have some some side effects that wouldn't be welcome because it's one that helps prevent power surges from happening because it's in in out in the reaches of space where there's a lot of weird and deadly radiation just sort of floating around all over the place and no one's real sure what that would do to the circuitry of voyager and that's why they had the the safeguard in place that's what they've shifted power away from to keep uh, communications and some other programs going they're going to have people monitoring it but it's a 44 minutes 
back and forth. By the time, if something goes wrong, it's 22 minutes before NASA knows about it, and they have to figure out what to do about it, and then it's 22 more minutes before they can get the solution back there. It might be too late by that point. But they're doing what they can to keep stretching the life out of this, this out of Voyager 2, and the information it's going to keep sending back is going to be real important because we don't know much about that place. Nothing has ever been there before. And we are, we are finding out things as, as firsthand as we can. So you guys go and Voyager two will retire when it wants to, I suppose at this point. That's so interesting, Wesley. 22 minutes seems quick for it to be that far away. That far to 22 minutes away. That's almost the speed of light. I guess it's the speed of radio. Yeah, I had a tangent to that kind of, not really, but you know how Starship was launched, well, it tried to launch, uh, from SpaceX, the Starship rocket was launched from SpaceX the other day, and then, like, four minutes in, it exploded? Yeah, heard about that. And it landed in the Gulf, okay. Well, it apparently, now it's been revealed that they, it, it was never, like, outfitted with gear to, to, uh, uh, take in this kind of mishap. It was launched without normal protections. Oh, that's not good. Who, yeah, thanks, who Elon. signed off on that? The FAA? I know, I know. And or did stuff, they pull one over on them? I don't know, but but things fell out of the sky from that as far as six miles away. The <laughs> SpaceX facility is surrounded by protected land that serves as a habitat for like vulnerable species of animals. So the FAA uh, is the, the people from... Uh, an, an environmental impact expert called the FAA's decision to issue a license for the launch foolish and reckless. So it's the FAA's fault. So. Um, they weren't, they didn't like it doesn't, it was launched without safety measures like a flame trench or water suppression system as, as seen at NASA launch sites, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess next the FAA will review and must approve the final report before the mishap investigation can be closed. Wow. Uh, so it, not only did you, Go not launch well and dump stuff into the Gulf. Mm-hmm. You drop drop debris and you you made the darter snail completely extinct. Way to go! Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't uh, know. I, I made up that last part, but yeah, it could have well, happened. Well, well. So Elon Musk said if, that the site could be ready for another launch in a month or two. Really, but experts consider that timeline very optimistic. I would too. <laughs> I bet because the first a government report has to be finished, reviewed, and signed off on. Yeah, so that's gonna, they, <laughs> that that is yeah. not known for being a fast procedure. No, so and the, I mean the people that live around there any anyway have already been, you know, complaining for a while that it's even right there by their neighborhood. Yeah, by this, you know, it's by I think it's right by a border too, with Mexico. But still, there, you know, I would I would I don't blame them. I do not blame them. I don't know where you decide to put it, but like. You need to decide to have some safety measures, Elon <laughs> yeah. Musk. So. Oh, I, I, there's I, that. I, I wouldn't want to be the guys at the FAA who signed off on that. Uh, not at all. And do they still have their jobs? God. Uh, ben and Jerry's, the delicious ice cream, on a total different direction. That's okay. We, we'll just segue right into that. <laughs> poise and ease. I thought you might want to know. Uh, they have different jobs. Well, Ben now does. Ben Cohen has started Ben's Best Blunts, but it's spelled B-L-N-Z. <laughs> I, I love some good alliteration. This is pretty cool, though. Yes, you do, uh, as evidenced by earlier. Uh, it's a nonprofit cannabis line, 
And the mission is to try to right the wrongs on the war on drugs. They say on its website that 80% of its profits are going to go to grants for black cannabis entrepreneurs, and the rest will be equally divided between the Vermont Racial Justice Alliance and the National Last Prisoner Project, which is working to free people incarcerated for cannabis offenses. That's great. Isn't that cool? There's a bunch of people taking up space in jail for not doing really anything except growing pot and selling it to people who wanted to buy some. Exactly. And he feels like that the war on drugs, and this is, I mean, this is actually true. And he also, he, he's, you know, the war on drugs has targeted lower income black and brown people through over-policing, discriminatory prosecution and discriminatory sentencing, says the website. So even though uh, maybe black and white people use pot at the same rate, black people are four times more likely to be arrested than white people. So this this line of weed from Ben, from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, licenses its formulas, packaging, trademarks, and marketing materials to for-profit businesses that pay a royalty. So after expenses are deducted, the royalties are donated to the cause. And he, they don't use, they use organic fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, and, and fungicides. Fungicides? Fungicides. I don't know how to, fungicides? <laughs> so it's all the organic things that kill stuff. fung stuff. Yeah. And, uh... So anyway, the pre-rolled joints with lower levels of THC are expected to be available in cannabis shops in Vermont next month. It doesn't say any other way so far they're going to be selling it, but Ben from Ben & Jerry's starting a pot nonprofit. Yeah, and he makes a great point about how the war on drugs targeted Blacks mm-hmm. way disproportionately. This goes back. I had to, you heard me typing a second ago. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I had this right. There was an advisor to Nixon, a guy named John Ehrlichman, who, in an interview, this was a 22 year old interview, and this story that I'm seeing is from much more recent than that. But he says that, quote, the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies the anti war left and black people. We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the war on drugs? Of course we did. Close quote from Nixon's old advisors. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember. I vaguely remember all that. And what was the... What was the Reagan thing? Don't, uh, don't say, say no. Just say no. Just, just say no. Just say yeah. no. It, it works just as well as saying finding a depressed person and saying just cheer up. Perfectly yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, all right. We, we, let's get some dumbasses in real quick just to end okay. on a lighter note for all of this. I've got one here that uh, says, man finds out the hard way. There are limits. To the sit wherever you want policy. This is something that Southwest does. And it turns <laughs> oh. out you can't just take someone's seat because you want it. Southwest has this uh, approach where people line up in the order that they checked in. And then they are let on the plane or in the plane in that order. They go where they want to sit. And they take the uh, aisle seats or window seats before they're taken if that's what they want. The people who like it, they like it a lot because they've got their system going to where they're always one of the first people getting on the plane. And, but they 
have other people who just really hate it because probably they're at the end of the line and they have to take what's well, left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one woman named uh, Benet Wilson got on her Southwest flight. She was one of the first people in. She got an aisle seat and then someone else came on later and wanted to get into the window seat. So she stands up to let this guy you know, scoot across in front of her to get in, get where he needs to get. That's kind. No problem, right? Yeah. Someone else, third person, sees her get up and and just bounds into her seat. It sits down, and she's going, look, no, this is my seat. I just got up to left, let this guy in, and this guy uh, said, tough luck. What a butthead. <laughs> no kidding. So. What? So, and this was not the guy, just to be clear, who who she got up to let in. This was someone else who just saw an opportunity and tried to jump on right. it. Well, she called the flight attendant, and the flight attendant didn't buy the story. The lady moved. I So, I got her seat when she moved. No, she was just standing up to let this guy buy, you dillhead. So, uh, he was kicked off after the flight entirely after threatening to call the pilot, and... <laughs> He learned you, that that's not the way it works. It might have been how it worked when you were eight and your right. their siblings would argue over the best spot on the couch. You got up, you lost it. No, it doesn't work that way. You can't just grab it when someone stands up to be kind. It's not musical chairs. And, and that's why they have assigned seating on your ticket at most airlines. Right. That, I see why people would like, but I think that would suck. Because it's like camping out for tickets when back when you could. Oh sure, yeah. You get you got to get there way early and be the first. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, this is a very sad story, and these people, thank goodness, are have been caught. But what do you think is going to happen if you're driving and you throw a decent sized rock at a car that's driving the other direction? Not Physics. anything good. <laughs> Nothing yeah. good. And these three high school seniors did that exactly that in denver into this 20 year old girl's car and killed her oh geez i know it's horrible um i don't know why you hear about sometimes people like dropping things off bridges at car but this is this is awful these they they i don't know if they knew the girl i don't think they did uh but they were driving at night and they had a landscape rock like it describes it like it's bigger than a baseball, but not as big as a basketball. It's still, right. any kind, you're throwing a rock at a car. Not good. And uh, they so they did this, and they, and they have gone, to, the court has proved that it's not, she didn't die because she had a wreck from it. Three three to five pounds. Oh, these landscape These landscape oh, rocks man. are three, so three to five pounds. They, they found these guys. They got them. The rock was thrown, and it, and she was killed not by any subsequent crash. So they Jeez. found these guys and arrested them. Uh, First-degree murder is typically associated with an intended victim and a motive. Colorado's extreme indifference statute is meant for defendants who aimed to kill someone, but not a targeted individual, says the University of Colorado clinical right. law professor Anne England. Well, so they don't, you know, they're, they're booked on suspicion of first-degree murder by extreme indifference. They're going to have to figure out... It, well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't clear if they if if the three they knew men her had, or not, if she was just the, it, yeah. the one that happened to be there. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're in court today. Bummer of a story. Actually. Thanks. It. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a bit, <laughs> I don't I'm, know if people think they're out on a joyride, though. I'm trying to say, like, if people think they're out on a joyride and they're going to go throw a rock at a car for fun or something, <laughs> 
No. Don't. You're an idiot. Yes. This and guy is too. Uh, this is from uh, Birmingham, Washington, where police arrested a guy who illegally boarded an out of service fast ferry. Witnesses saw him get on this thing. He had an axe in hand for some reason and had to steal this ferry. He got it moving, uh, but not very far or fast because the police were able to catch up with him quickly. And they asked, okay, you got a fast ferry. It, it's out of service because it doesn't work really well. So you failed at getting away with this fast ferry. What, did, what, what were you thinking? He said he needed the boat because the revolution was coming, and that's why he had the axe. Okay. So he was ready for the revolution. He had himself a boat and an axe, and what else do you need? You go, go dude. They, they would not identify who this guy was, but he faces charges of burglary theft. Malicious mischief and unlawful transit yeah. conduct because he tried to steal a ferry. And so stealing a ferry for the revolution and failing at both, good job, dude, from Washington. Uh, way to go. There we that go. reminds me to remind you yeah. to watch the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. Oh, yeah, you told me about that <laughs> yesterday Netflix. or the day before, right? God, it's weird. It's weird. Hatchet hitchhiking. Okay, one yeah. more item of business before we go, and that is Music Fest tickets. Yes, a pair of three-day passes. We've got them, and if you want them, we're going to do what we've done because that's worked really well. So text 878-9420. Tell us the band you're most looking forward to at Music Fest this year down on the river. That's where it's back again. And uh, first text through that we get that hadn't won already. Don't try to get two. Don't be greedy. Yeah, you Uh, can't do that. Is, uh, is going to have the pair. So good luck with that. We've got Drake's big Between the Grooves run of the best live rock and roll ever made coming up here in just a bit. This is Drake Digital.